I want to focus for our Christmas message uh, not not on Mary. Um, I thought about moving over to Matthew chapter 1 and focusing on Joseph. But the Lord wanted me to talk about Zechariah. About Zechariah. I want to read a passage and just kind of elaborate a little bit. In verse 8, it says, One day Zechariah was serving God in the temple, for his order was on duty that week. As was the custom of the priests, he was chosen by lot to enter the sanctuary of the Lord and burn incense. While the incense was being burned, a great crowd stood outside praying. While Zechariah was in the sanctuary, an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing to the right of the incense altar. Zechariah was shaken and overwhelmed with fear when he saw him. But the angel said, Don't be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayer. The angel's first words to Zechariah, Don't be afraid. And that's common. We see that throughout the word. Don't be afraid. Fear not. But his next words were huge. God has heard your prayer. Your wife Elizabeth will give you a son and you are to name him John. In studying this passage, there's, there's some things that we're supposed to grab a hold of and let it just impact us. the fact that an angel of the Lord appears to him and says, hey, I've got good news. I've got good news. I've got great news. I've got something that will encourage you and change your life. God has an answer to your prayers. That's a powerful thing. Fear not. God has heard your prayers. Something to keep in mind. And I didn't realize this until until I was preparing for this message. Um, when the priest was in giving a burnt offering to the Lord, burning incense, while he was giving that burnt offering, he had one focus of prayer. He had one focus of prayer. And let's just read that passage again just so that we can see what Zechariah was doing. What Verse 10, while the incense was being burned, a great crowd stood outside praying. While Zechariah was... <laughs> In the sanctuary, an angel of the Lord appeared to him standing to the right of the incense altar. We see that that's exactly what Zechariah was doing. When the priest was giving a burnt offering to the Lord, his focus of prayer was for the salvation of the whole world. For salvation of the whole world. So we see that Zechariah is giving a burnt offering to the Lord, burning incense to the Lord, praying for the salvation of the whole world, right? And the angel comes in, and what were his first words? Fear not. Don't be afraid. And then his next words. God has answered your prayers. God has answered your prayers. Now he goes on to say, you and Elizabeth will give birth to a son. But we cannot overlook the fact that at that moment, when the angel appeared, he interrupted Zechariah from prayer 
And Zechariah was praying for the salvation of the world. And what does the angel say? Your prayers have been hurt. Your prayers have been hurt. We know this to be two parts. But the first part, first and foremost, the Lord has heard your prayers. The salvation of the world has come. The second part, your prayers have been heard. You're going to have a son. And he's going to pave the way for the Messiah, for the Savior. Too often when we hear those passages, we think that the angel is predominantly speaking about that you're going to have a son. But let's think about this. Okay, when we read this passage, it said, it didn't just say that Zechariah and Elizabeth were old. It said they were what? Anyone remember? Very old. Very old. Looks like they were very old. And so when that angel appears and says, your prayers have been heard, and then he follows it up with, you're going to have a son, I can just imagine Zechariah going, oh, you're, you're like 50 years too late. I stopped praying for that a long time ago. We're old, man. You know, I want, I want an RV. You know, we're, I'm, I'm thinking about retirement. I want to, you know, cruise the Holy Land. You know, that's what I'm praying for now. I, I mean, think about it. They were very old. It is highly likely that that was not a reoccurring prayer. Give us a son. Give us a son. They probably surrendered that prayer a while back. But what was Zechariah praying prior to this moment? Lord God, bring salvation to this world. We're lost. We're in need of a Savior. Bring salvation to this world. And the angel comes and says, I've heard your prayers. Let's continue reading. But the angel said, don't be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayer. Your wife Elizabeth will give you a son. And you are to name him John. You will have great joy and gladness. And many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the eyes of the Lord. He must never touch wine or other alcoholic drinks. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before his birth. And he will turn many Israelites to the Lord their God. He will be a man with the spirit and power of Elijah. He will prepare the people for the coming of the Lord. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children. And he will cause those who are rebellious to accept the wisdom of the godly. Zechariah said to the angel, How can I be sure that this will happen? I'm an old man now. And my wife is also well along in years. How can I be sure that this will happen? How can I be sure that that what you're saying is true? Another way of him saying that. How can I be sure I'm not going to be disappointed again? I'm old. I, I, I held on to that prayer for years and years. And I, I just, I finally got tired and just let it go. And I'm okay with that. 
But now you're coming with a message of hope. Now you're coming telling me to pick that prayer back up. You're asking me to have hope again. You're asking me to believe again. You're asking me, how can I be sure that what you said is going to happen? When the angel of the Lord comes to Zechariah and he says, fear not. Those are much more profound words than just don't be afraid because I'm this big angel. It's, you don't have to be afraid because God is faithful. You don't have to be afraid. Fear not. Our message tonight on being fearless is there's things that I think we have let go of and believe in God for. Because we've prayed for Him and prayed for Him and prayed for Him and, and we haven't seen it happen, so maybe we've just let go. And said, you know what? It's easier to not believe. It's easier just to kind of let it go. Lord, that's not a reflection on You. I'm just, it's too hard for me to hold on to that. Our word tonight on being fearless is do not be afraid. Fear not. We can trust our God. We can trust our God. God loves us. He desires to bless us and not just to bless us because He loves us. Let's be perfectly clear about that. He desires to to bless us Because when we are blessed, He receives glory. When we are blessed and we exalt the name of Jesus, others are drawn to Him and they see the goodness of God. So the blessing of God is is twofold. He loves us. We're His kids. He wants us blessed. But also knowing that He's going to equip us with a testimony, with a word of power that we can proclaim the goodness of God and that others will be drawn to Jesus because of that. Does that make sense? Yes, He loves us and He wants us blessed. But He wants us blessed so Jesus can be exalted. So people can be drawn to Jesus. How can I be sure this will happen? I'm an old man now. And my wife is also well along in years. (laughs) I don't know if Gabriel was sarcastic, if he was quite ironic in his speech. But when I read this, I, I see kind of a... I see. I, I kind of read a little bit of sarcasm into it. So I see Gabriel going uh, in verse 19. Then the angel said, uh, "I am Gabriel. How can I know this is true? Uh, uh, I'm an angel. I just I'm Gabriel, and I'm an angel. You, you got that right. And so I'm here. Uh, I stand in the very presence of God. And I see Zachariah going." Yeah, he's still doubting. And so then Gabriel's forced to pull his trump card. He's forced to throw the joker. I'm just kidding about that. It was all part of God's plan. (coughs) It was he who sent me to bring you this good news. But now, since you don't believe what I said, you will be silent and unable to speak until the child is born. For my words will certainly be fulfilled at the proper time. Now, I tell you what I love about this. 
I love the boldness. Gabriel does not come speaking on his own. We all know that, right? Gabriel comes speaking straight from the Father. He represents God. And so the boldness that Gabriel speaks with here, and he says, uh, I stand in the very presence of God. It was He who sent me to bring you the good news. But now, since you don't believe, you will be silent, unable to speak until the child is born. For my words will certainly be fulfilled at the proper time. That's straight from God. That is straight from the mouth of God. So it's pretty cool as we read on. Zechariah is silent. He is silent. He can't speak. He comes out. And it says he, people were kind of <coughs> worried. They waited for a while, wondering what's going on. I wonder how long after the angel left that Zechariah was like, You know, he had to have tried. He had to have tried. He's like, in his mind, he's like, I can't speak. Maybe I can sing. Maybe I can sing everything. And, you know, nothing. So he couldn't speak. He comes out, gestures to the people. They get it, that he can't speak. I want to jump down to the birth of John the Baptist in verse 57. When it was time for Elizabeth's baby to be born, she gave birth to a son. And when her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had been very merciful to her, because she was very old, everyone rejoiced with her. When the baby was eight days old, they all came for the circumcision ceremony. If I can stop right now. One of the reasons the Lord chose to let Elizabeth and Zechariah have a child in their old, old age was it so that people's minds could be opened, their expectations could be could be expanded. Huh. Huh. So just because someone's really, really old, if God's in it, somebody really, really old and barren can give birth. Wow. I wonder what else God could do. He used this. Even then, John the Baptist paved the way for Jesus, right? In Jesus' ministry. John the Baptist is paving the way for Jesus right now and he's not even born yet by expanding people's belief. So then, when when Jesus is born of a virgin, people are like, man, the Lord's just really up to some cool stuff. This is amazing. I thought it was awesome that he let the really, really, really old woman have the baby. But now, you know, you see what I'm saying? We also see that, that John paved the way uh, in another way. We'll get to that in a second. When the baby was eight days old, they all came for the circumcision ceremony. They wanted to name him Zechariah after his father. Okay, so this is a common thing to do, especially in the priesthood. It is a common thing to do in the priesthood. You find somebody within the family and you name that because you are a, if you are a priest... You're a part of a tribe that is a priest. You don't, you're not born into the priesthood by a father in the priesthood and then become a mechanic or an architect. You become a priest. Okay? So, so they, it made sense. They're like, okay, you want to name him John, but there's nobody in the family named John. But, Elizabeth, which, how cool is this? Because women didn't speak up like this. You know, it was not their place. And Elizabeth 
you know, adamant, no, his name is John. What? They exclaimed, there is no one in all your family by that name. Another way of saying it, how disrespectful. How That you would disrespect your husband's name in that way. There's no one in this family whose name is that way. How cool is it that God just uses these cool, offensive ways to shake people up? I love that. Lord, offend some more people for your sake. You know, I don't know. I think it's cool because I'm kind of offensive too. All right. So she said no. So then this is funny. I find this hilarious. Verse 62. So they used gestures to ask the baby's father what he wanted to name him. They made gestures to communicate to Zechariah. So they're, they're like, What do you want to name the baby? And Zechariah is going, I'm mute, not deaf. Okay? You don't need to use gestures. I can hear you. I just can't talk. Isn't that hilarious? They use gestures. And I'm like, People don't change. We're still the same way. Yeah, that's hilarious. So he motioned for a writing tablet. And to everyone's surprise, he wrote, his name is John. And instantly, he could speak. People were amazed. The neighborhood were in awe and inspired. And God was glorified once again. From the time this child was born on this eighth day of his circumcision, there were expectations set for this boy and what he was going to do. In his ministry, he was going to pave the way for Jesus Christ. I think it's cool that he was named John, even though there was no one in Zachariah's lineage named John. And then... When Joseph and Mary said his name will be Jesus, people didn't have any problem accepting that either. God gets to decide who we are. God gets to decide what name he gives us, what he calls us, what term of endearment and affection and recognition he calls us. He gets to align his DNA into our life. He gets to say who we are. If we read further and we read what Zechariah does, then his father, Zechariah, verse 67, was filled with the Holy Spirit and gave this prophecy. Praise the Lord, the, the God of Israel, because he has visited his redeem, and redeemed his people. He has sent us a mighty Savior from the royal line of his servant David. Just as he, pro- <coughs> just as he promised through his holy prophets years ago. Now we will be saved from our enemies and all who hate us. He has been merciful. And on and on and on. For nine months. Maybe longer if Elizabeth was late. Maybe shorter if she was early. For nine months, he was reminded constantly that fear had had place in his speech, it had place in his life, and it caused him to set his focus on himself and not on God. Fear was given place in his speech. Their God sent an angel, his messenger, and his response was fearful. 
It was doubting. It was, how can I be certain? How, how can I really believe? We see in Zechariah's prophecy in this portion, he does nothing but exalt God. He does nothing but praise God. He exalts Him. He praises Him. He declares His wonder. And then at the end, He goes, and my son. And then He, he brings in His son. But Brother Zechariah, He got it. This ain't about me. It's about my God. It's about the faithful one. It's about the one whose ways I might not understand, but I know who He is. And when He says He's going to do something, He's going to do something. And after this long, prophetic, Holy Spirit-inspired declaration and song, giving God praise, He he also acknowledges the miracle of, of His whole Son's coming about in the first place. Once again, we see God wants to bless us so that we first, first, will proclaim His goodness.